Guidelines Health. Better health begins here. It's time for Better Health Radio, brought to you by Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. There are different types of sleep disturbances, including snoring, sleep apnea, narcolepsy, insomnia, sleep deprivation, and restless legs syndrome, among others. And getting a good night's sleep is necessary for optimal health and living a quality life. And here to talk with us about sleep disturbances is Neil Lilly, a physician assistant at Tidelands Health. Neil, thanks for your time. So what are the most common types of sleep disturbances you treat? Well, I see a great range of them, but probably one of the most common one is uh, obstructive sleep apnea. And tell us, what exactly is that? Well, that is when you have an issue that may be causing you to stop breathing during the night. And if you're not breathing during the night, definitely does make it difficult for having a good night's sleep. And how do you know if that's happening to you? Obviously, you're sleeping. Is it totally up on, up, up to your partner? Or will you notice this? Will you wake up? Will you wake up? gasping for air or feel like you're choking or what what are the symptoms how do you know well generally what i do to uh, talk when i talk with a person that tells me they're usually tired throughout the day and then that they also snore during the night i have a uh, acronym called stop bang that i go by the s stands for snoring so if the individual snoring they get a point the t will stand for being tired throughout the day o is observed meaning that someone has observed them stop breathing while they are sleeping P will stand for blood pressure. Are you being treated for blood pressure? B is for BMI. Is your BMI greater than 35? Age is for the A, and that means if you have over to age 50, you get a point for that. Is your neck circumference greater than 16 inches? And then the G stands for gender. Males tend to have more problems with this than females. So if you have a zero to two points, you're at a low risk for obstructive sleep apnea. A three to four, you're at an intermediate risk, or a five to eight, you're at a high risk. And at that point, I would uh, recommend that someone has a sleep study done to see if they do have obstructive sleep apnea. Okay, stop, bang. Thank you for explaining that to us. And how common is sleep apnea? I see it a few times a month uh, with individuals. Uh, Generally, it's with folks that are obese. Um, but there are others that tend to have the problem. So weight loss is an important factor to help out with uh, sleep apnea. And when you say they stop breathing, you mean they will just they'll take a deep a breath in and no exhale for a matter of time, and then eventually it comes out? Exactly, exactly. Uh, I've heard of people um, going in for the sleep study, and within the first three minutes they stop breathing several times. And that is, they would take a deep, uh, take a breath in, and then just sit there. No exhale, and no other breathing in, or maybe it's after the exhale that they do not take a deep breath in, and then they startle, and then t- will take that deep breath in. But they don't know it, right? They're not cognizant of this. Not necessarily. Some some folks have told me I, I've, I've woke myself up not breathing before. So some folks wow. do recognize it, some do not. Mm-hmm. And what is the general treatment for this? Generally, you see, uh, you may have heard of a CPAP machine, continuous positive air pressure machine. That is a mask uh, that uh, people wear during the night that provides a constant amount of air pressure to keep their airway opened up. 
Okay. And is that the main way to treat this? Are there other ways being developed now? Because I know those machines are kind of clunky. They have gotten better over time. My father-in-law has had a couple of different machines for his sleep apnea. They have also changed the devices. Sometimes they go over the full face. Sometimes it's just over the the nose. So they have that done some really good work on improving the comfort level of that. But there are other ways. Sometimes uh, all you would need is a uh, mouth brace that will hold your mouth open uh, enough for you to be able to breathe properly. And how effective is the CPAP machine? Very effective. I had an individual, a young uh, young gentleman who had two young kids, and he was telling me he was tired all the time, and he did he just get done with work, come home, and just uh, rest because he couldn't didn't have the energy to do anything else. So I went through the stop bang uh, questionnaire with him and determined that he needed to have a sleep study done. Saw him about three months later, and you wouldn't recognize that guy. He was very had very bright eyes, and you could tell there was something different about him. And uh, the thing that made me feel best was he looked at me and said, now I can play with my kids. Mm. Wow. Well, that's a great story. So you were talking about the sleep study. Can you tell us more on how that works? Well, there are a couple of different sleep studies, and that is something that the sleep medicine folks will determine which would probably be best for you to do. There is the uh, overnight sleep study where you come to the office and they hook you up to uh, machines to check your blood pressure, to check your heart rate, to check your O2 or oxygen saturation and uh, during the night as you sleep. Then there is uh, some that you can take home and, and do at, at home, but sometimes that um, depends upon the study itself that may end up going into where you um, spend overnight at the uh, clinic. And preparing for that, you're just, you go there with your pajamas and your toothbrush and things, and you (laughs) basically, you spend the night, they they hook you up with uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, electrodes and things, and they just monitor your sleep. Yes, they do. Now, who is a good candidate then for a sleep study? Well, they need to uh, check with their primary care physician and see if uh, um, they are meeting criteria that would call for the uh, sleep study. As I uh, discussed earlier on my stop bang, if you are in the intermediate range or high range, I do recommend you have a sleep study. Okay, and what are some of the other sleep disturbances you see fairly regularly? Well, there's um, sleep-wake phase disturbances. There's three different types of that. There's delayed, advanced, and irregular. Delayed sleep-wake phase is that it takes you longer to fall asleep. You may still get the uh, right amount of hours. We're looking at seven to eight hours of sleep. But instead of going to bed at 10 o'clock at night, you may not go to bed till 2 o'clock in the morning, but then you sleep the same seven to eight hours. Advance is that um, you go to um, sleep early and wake up early. So you may go to bed at 8 o'clock, but you're up at 3 in the morning. Uh, and then irregular just means you you have different sleep periods throughout the day. So um, it, basically your circadian rhythm, which is your body clock, is not uh, in sync. And so you don't have a steady um, sleep-wake cycle. And how do you diagnose and treat that? Um, if people are getting enough sleep uh, and it's not interrupting their daily activities. I don't usually treat for that, but it is a, uh, rec- uh, it's recognized that that is a bit on the abnormal side. Um, but if they're having, to, where it does affect their um, daily activities or work or something like that, we can treat that through medicine. Okay. And let me ask you this question. We hear of these high performing people that are proud of the fact that they get four hours of sleep a night. I only need four hours of sleep a night. That's all I need. 
in reality, that's going to catch up with them, right? That's not a good thing to be proud of. I, I agree. Um, we need to have uh, all phases of sleep. There's REM sleep and non-REM sleep. You may have heard of REM sleep being rapid eye movement. That's the time frame when you're dreaming. Well, there's three other stages of non-REM sleep, which we have. Uh, the first stage lasts about 10 minutes. That's when you're first trying to fall asleep. That's when you decide you're laying in bed, start closing your eyes to fall asleep. About 10 minutes later should be what we call into your second stage of non-REM sleep. This is a little bit deeper sleep. You're still not into a full sleep. You're easily, uh, easily awakened. And then you get into your third stage of non-REM sleep. This is your deep sleep. This is actually when the repairing function of your body when you're sleeping is, is occurring. And th this happens. these cycles happen three to four times a night. That's why we need seven to eight hours of sleep so that we can get all those stages in throughout the night. Right. We need that restorative sleep. So can you share with us some tips on how to get a good night's sleep? Yes, I'll be glad to. Um, some things to do is get some exercise each day. You know, keep, get some movement going on in your body. Get that blood flowing. And uh, it also helps wear you down a little bit so that you have a good night's sleep. Another suggestion is to take a warm bath about 45 minutes before bed. This is a relaxation time frame to get you ready to go to sleep. Um, there is, uh, if you're having trouble falling asleep, you can learn some relaxation or tension release exercises. Lay down in bed, start with your toes and curl them up and then release, and then ten, uh, do tension in your toes and in your ankles, and then continue moving that up through your legs and into your torso and then into your shoulders. And that relaxation tension exercises will help uh, relax your body. Um, now, if you have trouble falling asleep, do not continue to lay in bed, toss and turn, and wish you could go to sleep. Get up, go to another room, but don't do anything that may excite you. Read a book, but don't read one that will cause you to be excited. Maybe the phone book, <laughs> something that will help kind of bore <laughs> you back to sleep, but it will not uh, cause you to be uh, too interested. Don't go play a, a video game or watch TV because that's not going to help you uh, fall back to sleep. And then establish a good routine. Go to bed at the same time every night and wake up at the same time every morning. This will help you uh, establish a good cycle and help uh, get you a good sleep pattern started. And even on the weekends too, right? Correct. Very good. Well, Neil, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. For more information about Tidelands Health Physicians, services, and facilities, visit TidelandsHealth.org. That's TidelandsHealth.org. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.